Changing healthcare starts with a dream. Better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor-recommended dose of MD innovation. So this is Dr. Greg Goodman on The Modern MD. Really excited today. We've got a special episode. It's going to be my first time with uh, two physician entrepreneurs. This is episode number 36 with Dr. Gabe Charbonneau and Dr. Kirk Cruz, who are the founders of Fluent Systems, an EMR automation platform and a small startup in rural Montana. Gabe and Kirk are both family medicine uh, physicians who are passionate about helping physicians in this new chapter of medicine that we call the EMR era, as well as preserving the art of medicine. Gabe and Kirk, it's an honor and privilege to have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Uh, it's a pleasure for us to be here. Absolutely. Thank you, Greg. Awesome. So uh, Gabe or Kirk, whoever wants to go first, do you guys want to share a little bit about you personally and your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I'll take that one. This is Gabe. So. I kind of fell into being an entrepreneur when I met Kirk. Uh, it wasn't really part of what I imagined doing, but we, uh, my wife is a family physician, and she and I came out and joined the practice where Kirk was already working. And when we got here, it was about the time that we were about to roll out Epic, which was a new EMR system for Kirk. And one of the things that we discovered early on is that we both had done some work with Dragon, and that we really like to try and optimize our experience with the computer. So Kirk had this whole set of Dragon tools for the EMR that he had before Epic for doing things and making it more efficient. And I kind of copied and took some of that stuff. And then when we got Epic, it was like this whole kind of start from scratch. We've got a whole new set of things that we have to learn. And we just took a look at that and said, like, okay, what can we do with this to make this work better for us? And we knew that Dragon had a lot of potential. And it, it started out with us, with us learning how to build automation commands, and, and we started having almost a competition between each other for uh, who could make the best tool to save the most time in the EMR or, or just to do the coolest thing. And we got really inspired by that because uh, we realized that we could do a lot less work by, by using Dragon to help us. And then pretty quickly, we started getting attention from other people noticing that, hey, what you guys are doing is pretty awesome and pretty cool. We taught a couple of classes and got invited out into other people's clinics to, to show them how to build Dragon Automation commands. And because it kind of took that early natural momentum, we started realizing, like, hey, you know, there's, there's really something to this. Maybe this is actually a business. And, and so we took, our, we took what we had been learning and our experiences and we just started meeting with each other and, and carving out time and dedicating an hour every week initially where we would get together and talk about like, hey, what have we learned? What are we trying to do? What are the problems? What are the things that, that seem to work the best? And that's really kind of what got Kirk and I off the ground. It was that early, we both had some background with Dragon technology. We were both interested in looking at systems and solving problems. We liked challenging each other, and we found that we got some success and we could share that with other people, and we just we wanted to take that to the next level and figure out how, did we, how do we make that happen on a bigger scale. 
So that's really kind of the, that's the origin story of, of Fluent Systems from the beginning. That's really incredible. I, I love that. I, I know I'm a big Dragon proponent in thinking about how to use Dragon and, and really automating the EMR. So incredible. I think, you know, really taking some of your own pain points and looking at some of the opportunities in the marketplace and thinking about how we can spend less time on the computer and more time with patients. Really, really incredible. So I want to, you know, launch the show off with a success quote. Do you guys have a quote that's important to you or, you know, something at the heart of Fluent Systems? Sure. Yeah. I, and again, maybe I'll jump in and answer here. Uh, one of the things that we've done is we've read a lot of things. We've read a lot of books and we've looked for inspiration and guidance from, from people that inspire us. I know that the one that Kirk and I share together, Kirk, actually, you introduced me to this, was the uh, the Daily Notes to Inspire from Simon Sinek. And there's tons of quotes, so I'm not, I'm not actually going to share a specific one, but that's, that's a really great way to start your day. Any of those are very motivational and I think really well thought out. The quote I actually, that personally I want to share is one from somebody I know. Because I, I thought a lot about what, what's, the, what's the best quote that I can share with you. So this is a guy I know, almost 90 years old, and he just wrote a book that's his autobiography. He's been successful in business. Well, actually quite successful in business, but I also consider him someone who I think is successful in life, someone that I look up to. He's, he's healthy, he has good relationships, and uh, the quote I want to share is actually the title of his book, which is, Opportunities Not, and I Answered, and, and that just really struck me because it's kind of, if I look at a guy who's sort of getting to the end of his road, and he's led what I think is a successful life, and what was what is the guiding principle for him? And I think that, that there's a lot to be learned from that. Like, look for the opportunities that you have and really seize the ones that are sitting right in front of you sometimes that you, you may not always notice so easily. So that's the quote I would share. I absolutely love that. I think, you know, starting the day off with a quote, I love the quote that you shared. I think it's so exciting, I think, right now in medicine you know, it's one of the biggest opportunities for all those physician entrepreneurs and medical students listening. You know, you're part of the, you know, clinical team. You're directly taking care of patients. There's so many problems that, you know, are just right in front of us that are looking for, you know, physician entrepreneurs and physicians to tackle. So I really, really like that quote. So I want to shift to our white coat to business suit. I know both of you are uh, rural docs in Montana and still practice. But I want to know how you kind of balance or, or shifted from, you know, the practicing family medicine physician, you know, to managing the practice as well as uh, starting fluent systems. Uh, I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll take that one, Greg. That's a, that's a difficult thing that we struggle with every day. And, and it's something that I think that is not unique to medicine. Most docs, when you really get down to it, are problem solvers. We love the problem that sits, I call it the brown door, you know, that sits behind the brown door. It's like, what's behind the brown door today? I don't know. You know, am I dealing with a sick kid? Am I dealing with dementia? Am I dealing with, you know, something that's going to turn out to be a workup for cancer? Am I dealing with an acute injury with a fracture? And we really are all trained to find problems and solve them. And one of the problems that docs are not great at solving is actually managing their own time. And, and so trying to do this as a business has actually been a struggle for us. And one of the things that we've really had to make important is actually to carve out time and to build a system for our own success. And what we found in our clinic and in our business is that when we build a system, 
we set up a structure and then we follow our own structure with, you know, regular, short, functional meetings, we get places. And then in that structure, we also build fun. That's what been one of our guiding principles is, A, we actually want to change medicine in America and from this tiny little town in, in Montana because we actually think we can. And B is that we have to just keep plugging away to do it. And that means taking time away from our practice a little bit, but it also means that we can't stop being doctors. The original venture capitalists that, that we've talked to and, uh, and have joined up with a little bit, little bit their, uh, their initial thought was, well, you guys have to stop being docs. And our answer to that was, if we stop being docs, we'll stop living the problem, and we'll actually stop having empathy for the people that are actually practicing medicine. The docs, the nurses, the front office people that have to live with the difficulty that's happening in medicine right now. So, so we do ride a, a fine line, and we're, we're trying to get people on our bus, so to speak, that actually help to maximize our benefits to the business while allowing us to still have an active practice. I think that's really a beautiful answer. I think it's so important, you know, for us physicians to continue to practice, you know, be in the trenches, understand the problems firsthand. And I think it gives you a lot of sense about, you know, what some of the uh, really incredible solutions that you can kind of drive. And it's a tough balance, I think. One of the questions that I like to ask as well is, do you have any advice for medical students or residents that are interested in, in some of the bigger system problems, what would be your advice to them looking at some of the opportunities in the market or, you know, in the EMR space right now? So I think the, the EMR space, you know, when you look at computer technology and medicine, there's a couple of really basic points that you have to go back to that a lot of people overlook. Most computer systems in business were requested. We have a problem. Please solve it for us. If you look at the EMR mandate, you know, EMRs were mandated, actually, I think it was by George Bush to be, you know, implemented, and then there's rewards for implementing and punishment for not implementing. So what happened was is we all got computer systems that we didn't specifically ask for. And one of the things that I would encourage medical students and residents and nursing directors to think about is that if they don't live in the problem, they're going to create solutions for data managers. They're going to create solutions for insurance companies. They're going to create solutions for risk-based models of arrangements between large organizations and insurance companies instead of actually the people we're supposed to serve who are the patients. And right behind serving the patients, the very next thing in line should be for every entrepreneur in medicine should be how do I help doctors and nurses do their job better? I completely agree with that. And actually, that's, that's a huge driving force between what our mission and vision is with what Kirk and I are trying to do. And I, I don't know if I have anything to add to it. I just I think that that's, a, that's really well said. I, I think in light of that, we should jump into the idea to venture section, which you guys have touched on a little bit and, and shared your vision behind Fluent Systems and SwiftWire. Can you guys tell me your big vision and you know what you want to accomplish in medicine and how you want to change the healthcare space? Yeah, definitely. So, so I'll start out by introducing SwiftWire a little bit to your listeners, Greg, and and just tell a little background about what it is. So you know, you know, we have a background in Dragon and in automation, and Kirk and I are 
relentless is a word that comes up a lot in describing us. We just we want things to be great. We want things to be really excellent, and we we were just not entirely satisfied with what we were able to do with Dragon. There was a lot of awesome stuff, but there there were a few things that were missing. And so SwiftWire came out of us asking questions of what could we do to make a better tool to do the things that we really that we really want that will be very powerful for automation in the EMR. One of the things we really loved in the beginning with Dragon was we, um, you had limited ability to uh, to program buttons on this uh, power microphone that we had to do some routine tasks in the EMR. And there are, Kirk's counting them right now, actually, there's, there's 12 of them. So you could do these 12 shortcut buttons that you didn't even have to say anything and could make this magical thing happen in the EMR. Well, SwiftWire is a, um, it's a toolbar that sits at the top of the, of the EMR system with these custom categories that you make up. So it's, it's not somebody else makes it for you. It's the things that you want it to be. So common, common lists that we see are like top diagnoses for Dr. Cruz or top sets of orders for Dr. Charbonneau. And within that, you have these one-click access to automation routines that do exactly what you want. Our goal is to make it so that so that instead of working in the way that the, um, the system kind of designed things to go, that you can have a, a single button to click that's easy to find, easily labeled, and work, lets, you to, lets you work with the EMR more in the way that you think, so that the way that kind of flows through your thought process. And so that was really the driving force behind making SwiftWire was like, we could have some cool features with Dragon, but it wasn't always easy to access those features. And, and so we built the tools that we really wanted to have that made that. And so now we're in the process of, of trying to get that into the hands of as many people as we can. And not just the tool itself, but actually also that thought process of, of how do you want to use the EMR so that it works the way that you need to take care of patients so that you can go through the steps of what's actually required for patient care, for excellent patient care, in the least painful way with the computer possible. Really focusing on that connection between doctors and patients. And, 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 and Kirk likes to say, get the technology out of the way, and I really agree with that. We, we found ourselves asking, Greg, when you do something, even just 10 times a day, when you think about a pediatric visit, when you put in a year, a one-year immunization for our nurse, our nurses use this as well. In fact, they have as many uses for it as docs do. But, you know, in order to put in the one-year immunization, within most EMRs, in Epic anyway, it's 135 button clicks. It takes them two minutes. So the question we kept asking ourselves was, gosh, I see this all the time. Isn't there just a button that does this? So with SwiftWire, there is. And it's, it's called one-year immunization. And it takes you just a few more minutes to build it once, and then you automate it for the rest of your career. Things like, that are more complex, like a knee injection, where you have to put in a diagnosis code, you have to put in a procedure code, you have to put in a little procedure code and tell someone about in. Well, I just have a left knee injection button. So there is a button for those things now. You know, and that's a, a hundred keystrokes that I don't have to do. I just click my button, and uh, and the button does it for me. And because we got to the place where we, we realized that you can't build automation for docs and nurses, you can build templates and guidelines, but in the end, everybody likes to do things a little bit different. And once you realize that, you know, we put our heads together, we got some other um, 
um, software engineering help, actually. Gabe found a wonderful person to help us um, with software engineering. And we built a command wizard. So there's really a simple way for you to say, you know what? Now I want to drop down that has all my skin procedures, or all my x-rays that I order, or all of my diagnosis codes that go along with diabetes. And you just simply build them, and you're done in a few minutes, and then you use them the rest of your career. And we're saving, honestly, we have, we have analytics that show that, that docs are saving in a full week over two hours a week of button clicking, which is just amazing. Our nurses save close to an hour every week in less button clicking by simply using these tools. That's amazing. I think, you know, getting away, I feel like a lot of what I do is, and I'm sure you guys can relate, and, uh, you know, I think it's what you're trying to solve is we spend so much time in front of the computer putting in data, clicking on structured fields once again, you know, to help other stakeholders, you know, whether it's billing, you know, or coding to, to kind of put the visit together. But it really ultimately takes away from that, you know, patient experience and, you know, making that a beautiful interaction, which I think is what many of us signed up to do. So really, really exciting. What is, you know, one of the biggest, other than the time saver, what are some of the big insights that doctors are really excited about with your uh, tool, SwiftWire? It's a little bit of, of what you just mentioned. Is what docs find is that they, they palpably feel that they get some of their joy back. They, things just get easier, and it feels like more of a downhill slide rather than an impediment. Docs start actually not using the computer in front of patients at all. And having great interactions with patients again, because that's that's why I'm in this. I love being a doc, man. I, I have the greatest job in the world. I hope you think you do too, because what I get to see just on an average day, you know, some people never get to experience in their whole lives, and that's a that's a gift. That's a wonderful thing. And any time that something gets in the way of that, we're gonna fight like tigers to to get rid of that. We're gonna be really passionate about preserving that space. And what docs tell us is, is that it just gets easier. They get back to seeing patients. They stop using the computer in front of patients. They get all of their charting done very shortly after the end of their day again. Those are, those are huge things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really, really exciting. I love it. I'm very excited. I think I've got to try out your software. I know I'm a big dragon person, so... You know, if, if this is like the super dragon, you know, and, and allows me to spend more time with patients, that's really incredible, incredibly exciting. Greg, to give you an example, we, uh, I just happened to call a doc that I looked at his blog, and he was a, an Uber dragon user. And, uh, and I talked to him, and, you know, you can download a free 30-day trial of our app, you know, on our website, you know, at fluentsystems.com. And, and, or fluent.systems.com. Oh, fluent.systems.com, sorry. Com. Nothing, .com. About systems. <laughs> yeah. So there's my shameful plug that went awry. But, but what happened with this person was, I said, why don't you just try this thing? Because what you're doing with Dragon is what I did for years, and I just want to see what happens. I called him out of the blue. Within three weeks, he had 75 different commands built on his SwiftWire dropdown. I mean, and this is a guy that was good at his EMR before that. And and it's just something it's like I just use it every day now. It's incredible. I think doctors are really exciting or excited about, you know, the opportunity of
spending less time clicking. And I think I really love the fact that, you know, it's built by physicians. I, I think um, one of our big missions and visions is really empowering other physician entrepreneurs to, to think and change the system. So really love what you guys are doing. One of the things that I like to touch on, because I think entrepreneurship is a hard road, it's a grind, it's always a challenge. Would you guys mind sharing maybe you know, a lesson in the trenches, a challenge that you've had starting Fluent Systems and how you've overcome that? I can speak to that a little bit because it actually was refreshing for me to hear you say that entrepreneurship is a grind because it is at times. It's not, you know, we didn't just like open a business and buy jet skis and, and start jet skiing every day, which is kind of what we had hoped for, but that just didn't work out. But it, we've had a couple of things that initially we thought were really terrible that turned out great. We actually were so focused on Dragon before we developed our current software that we started actually, we read Seth Godin's book and we decided to ship something. And we got completely shut down by our, our employer. And it was really frustrating, actually. And it, it, it kind of set us back for a month. And that was actually, that setback was the impetus for this wonderful software we've created. You know, neither of us have really been software designers in the past. Gabe's made a video game. I've worked on some triathlon timing software. But, but what really got us going was actually a huge setback. And then when you think about the, that grind piece, and this would be the advice that I would have, is sometimes you just got to take a break from it, especially when you're a doc. You just got to go, you know what, I'm going to go back and just love my job for a while. And then I'm going to give it a little bit of a break, two weeks, four weeks, and, and come back to it. And then often those are the times where we come back with the best ideas, where we're like, ah. Oh, Turns out my brain was subconsciously working on this thing. Yep. And then really recognizing pinch points because there are tons of ideas that are wonderful ideas that never get out the door and really leaning into the pinch points rather than avoiding them is a, a difficult part of human nature, but a piece that you know we're having to learn really hard because it's hard to convince big organizations to put software into their system. Everybody's so afraid of HIPAA and, and those kind of things that, uh, you know, we're really discovering different pinch points than we thought and really leaning into those. The sooner we lean into them, the sooner we solve them. The longer we avoid them, well, then they, they're still there when we come back to them. So, I think that's really great advice. I think the startup world is a lot of fun. It's exciting to be able to go back, like you're saying, and take a little break and you know, just go do the beautiful part, which is treating patients. But I think it's an awesome opportunity to go out and build something that can really hopefully change the lives of many patients and really make it enjoyable for many physicians to practice. So I want to jump into our not our typical hospital rounds. So these are business rounds. Gabe or Kirk, do you guys have the best piece of advice that somebody's given you that you'd like to share? You know, I'll, I can jump in. I don't know if Kirk has another one, but we were just talking about this the other day. This kind of falls into the quotations too, but, um, but that line from Steve Jobs where he basically says that you've got to stop thinking that other people are more special than you, that they have some kind of magic ability to change the world that you don't have. And I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was this, like, not going to let you off the hook for solving the big problems because only someone else could, could really do that. And I think that it's kind of like you need to own it. You need to own what, own what you can do, and you have just as much ability 
to change the world as anybody else does. And that really struck me, and I think both of us, um, you know, at times we've been skeptical about our potential for pulling this thing off, and it is a journey and a grind, and it's really hard sometimes, but, but realizing that we're all just people, and we all, we all have the same struggles and the same challenges, but we all actually have tremendous potential, too. I think uh, there's two pieces of advice that I would give. One of them comes from a book that Gabe gave me, actually, which is uh, an, an interview with Eckhart Tolle, actually. I think it's called The Power of Now, which really discusses how we spend most of our brain energy thinking about the past and resenting it or living back there or trying to somehow magically change the past or worrying and being anxious about the future. And it's been really helpful for me, actually, and to, to really just focus on when I'm somewhere, being present. And that's become a big part of what our mission is at Fluent, is we want docs to be present for their patients and to be present for themselves and actually to enjoy that private, personal interaction that happens there. And I have, I have hundreds of those in my memories of these places where because I was there, because I wasn't trying to type in some stupid diagnosis code, because I got a button for it, because I was able to set my stethoscope on the table, put the computer screen away, cross my legs, and fold my hands and say, what's, what's really going on? Something doesn't seem right today. And people will take a deep breath, and they will share the most magnificent, painful, scary, unnerving, wonderful things. And if I have a couple of those a month, um, my life's just better. So just being in the now is a part of what this is all about and allowing docs to really be in that now rather than putting data in for somebody to collect for something else. That's a, that's a really powerful book. Awesome. I love it. So to summarize, it's all about dreaming big and, and thinking that you know, you have the potential as well as being present. Two incredible pieces of advice. I want to go into one of my favorite parts, which is the daily success habit. Gabe or Kirk, do you guys have a daily success habit or, you know, a morning routine that you'd like to share that you think might have attributed to some of your successes being awesome, you know, doctors as well as some of your work that you're doing? You know, I'm kind of a systems guy. And one of my habits is exercise. If I exercise, my brain just works better. I do better art. I do better work. I do better entrepreneurship. I have better ideas. And then really, another thing that I do is, is I actually wrote down a success strategy, and I'm sitting at my desk now, gave it at my desk, and I have it, I have it taped to my desk, and it's, and it's strategies for being happy. Because happy is actually hard sometimes. And, and the first thing is to jot down three things that I'm grateful for because it resets my brain. And then the second thing is to write a positive message to somebody that I'm around, family, work, anything like that. And then to journal a little bit, just for two minutes. And it really changes my brain. I physically feel my brain be better. And so those are some success strategies that I've used that, that are pretty simple to do really, really helpful, and they just make things better immediately. It's funny that we're kind of discovering this now while we're on the podcast, but I actually have some very similar ones. 
I have a, a gratitude journal that I do every morning, and I actually do it again every night. I have a little app on my iPhone that I, that I do that with. And, and my exercise, I have this time a week that I go in and exercise and actually listen to some kind of an interview while I do it or ask like a question that I'm trying to solve before I go and exercise and find that oftentimes the answer just comes to me with ease after I do that physical, vigorous stuff. And so I, I share that with you for sure, Kirk. And the thing that I would add as maybe my unique success habit is that I think it's really powerful for people to open up to the idea of doing little micro experiments on themselves. And that can be any kind. Kirk's smiling because he's seen me do thousands of crazy things. He's shocking uh, his own fingers right now with, you know, <laughs> what jewels. But it's, it's not I'm so just much, kidding. <laughs> it's not so much about about what you do, but it's about it's about being a scientist yourself and being really open to asking questions and then being receptive to what you find out when, when you do those things. So I've tried all different kinds of dietary experiments. I've tried all kinds of different exercise experiments. I've tried different kind of psychological, and that sounds really weird, but psychological experiments on myself. <laughs> but it's actually just a fascinating learning process, and I love learning learning new things and finding out more about myself and what works and what doesn't, and it actually makes me a better doctor. And, and what I found is that when I started doing that, it actually, I started encouraging patients to, to be better about saying, hey, let's just try something and see what happens. Let's see what I can do and if this will make a difference for me for my health in a positive way. Like, let's see if I can try one small dietary intervention and give feedback to myself about how it's working or not working. And so, anyway, that's, that's maybe a long way to say, but, but, but really giving yourself permission to do some, some small experiments and being open to the feedback on it is really great. That's so cool. I just want to tell both of you, I'm really grateful that you're on the show and you know, thankful that you're sharing so openly, really incredible daily habits. I think, you know, the daily habits are really what make people successful. So thanks for sharing. So I want to go and, and shift into healthcare trends. I know you guys are excited about EMR automation, but where do you think the future of healthcare is going and what are some of the trends that you're most excited about? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tricky question because healthcare has been pretty schizophrenic for the last few years. The, the clamoring for data has been really difficult. And one of the trends that I think is, is actually super exciting is that just in the last week, you know, meaningful use finally got recognized as being not so meaningful. And, and what that means is, is that, that people are listening. I'm not sure what's coming next is maybe better or worse, but but that's a pretty large success story and potentially a pendulum swing for us to get back to going, listen, it's not all about data. It's about people. I think there's a large resurgence for, for people to get back to why they went into medicine in the first place. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a wonderful trend. And, and when you look at yourself you know, as, a, as a resident, you know, the, the numbers are startling how much time you spend in front of a computer and how much time gets dedicated to, to patient care. And, you know, other fields in the world simply don't tolerate that. And, and I think it's actually a good thing. That's a great trend that medicine is starting to not tolerate that anymore. Because the other end of the spectrum is, is that it becomes patient care dominated. And the more time we spend with patients, the better. 
Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And the, the other trend that I that I would add that I'm really excited about is I think that we're just starting to see some innovation in medicine, which is really a new thing. Medicine has been such a closed system for so long. It really has been, it has been sort of a good old boys club. And allowing new ideas in, I think it's going to make us all better as long as we, as long as we do it in a way that works for medicine and we understand and remember what the really important things are that that doctor-patient relationship and the sacredness of that. But, but I'm excited about the innovation, and, I, and I'm excited about, about kind of looking at things in new and creative ways and solving problems that, that we just didn't do before. So exciting. I'm incredibly excited about the vision. Gabe and Kirk, it's an absolute honor and privilege to have you guys on. I'm really excited about all the work that you're doing at Fluent Systems and uh, wish you all the best on your entrepreneurial journey. Thanks for, you know, really supporting the uh, physician-patient, you know, bond and bringing back the art of medicine and creating more EMR automation. Best of luck, guys. Thanks, Kirk. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook page.